podcast. I am Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle. Kyle, how are you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm battling COVID this week. Uh, so the fatigue has definitely gotten the better of me. But to be honest, I can't even tell you if I'm on the up and up or what. I thought I was earlier and then I, I've been in bed most of the day. But uh, I mean, it's been mostly cold-like symptoms throughout the week. But I'm doing all right. So hopefully... We'll uh, make it back to work soon, but I'm doing okay. Did you end up losing your taste at all? None at all. I can smell and I can taste just fine. I mean, there's moments where my my sense of smell isn't 100%, but uh, it's never been, you know, what you'd normally get with a cold where you're really plugged up. Because congestion was really my, besides fatigue, congestion has been my biggest symptom. And even with that congestion, I've, you know, been able to smell and taste nearly at 100%. So For me, it was very odd not being able to smell anything nor eat anything with flavor. Everything just tasted bland, and that was such a weird thing to do. Yeah, I mean, that's usually, usually the worst part of uh, some sort of sickness or cold or whichever but thankfully it's been pretty it's been weird it's been so up and down it's been one minute of me feeling like all right tomorrow's gonna be like i sincerely thought today would be the day where i would be like all right i'm kind of i can kind of see the finish line and like i said i was in bed most of the day and uh like right now i mean you can probably hear my voice i probably sound decent but you know there's moments like that where i feel great and then next thing i know i'm tired of shit so i I just who knows but i feel about as good as i have the last hour as i have all day so hoping to ride that high i guess right now yeah that's good for sure uh with covid did you say i'm guessing you were home all day sunday yeah okay so you were able to dive into all the games on Sunday, how the NFL, because Sunday was a really good day of NFL football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were, we're in the, I mean, we're in the stretch run of the, uh, the NFL season. So, I mean, things, things get crazy as they especially did Sunday with, uh, with some key injuries. Yeah. Wild the, games as usual. It uh, was, there was more that's happened this week than I feel almost any week so far, just because of how many big injuries happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's been wild. It's been wild to say the least. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say, I mean, the playoff picture, I mean, you got, you really got in each conference three teams that are maybe even four in each conference that are really on the bubble. On the outside looking in, that can still make some noise. Yeah, but those from the back end and those wild card spots. I mean, there's some teams that could fall out. There's some teams that could fall out, like more than one team that can fall out, which is crazy. So there's, you know, well, we got four or five weeks here left of the season. Mm-hmm. A lot of playoff spots uh, still up in the air. A lot of seeding still up in the air. So it's going to be wild. And, then, you know, most of these teams who are in the hunt right now are, you know, 
in the playoff picture, they all got, you know, not just good games left, some truly tough games left. Like we still, I believe we still got Bengals Bills. Correct. We got, got Bengals Bills. We also have Bengals Ravens. The last game of the season. Right, and then Patriots got the Bengals in there. Um, uh, and speaking of the Bengals too, they also see the Bucks as well. So they they've right. got they've got the Bengals have a very tough road. <laughs> To they're prob they're not like obviously mathematically out or anything, but they're probably out of the one seed. Even though they have a game back, that Bills game is going to be super important because if they beat the Bills, they would have the tiebreaker over the Chiefs and the Bills in that race for the one seed. But obviously, they're they're a game back right now. It's up to what they're and the Ravens missing Lamar Jackson for the next one to three weeks, depending on how his knee is. The division's definitely in grasp now, even more so yeah, than it was sure. before. Even because like the tough schedule was gonna make it hard, Tyler Huntley's gonna probably be, if not the best, one of your top three backup quarterbacks in the league. So if you had to lose your starting quarterback, that would be a quarterback you would want to replace him with. So I don't think the Ravens are gonna fall off or anything, but it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Ravens, as good as they've been all year, or as reliable, I guess you can say, as they've been all year, you know, these last few weeks, they've been pretty unreliable. Um, you know, they pull out a win on Sunday, but probably not in the matter they want. I mean, you know, like you said, they got Huntley starting this Sunday, most likely, against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are no joke, you know what I mean? Like, Steelers are... in are low-key out of or fighting for a playoff spot right now. They're 5-7, and seven, just like the Raiders and the Browns. So they're kind of in the home. And even if the Steelers had one win, they'd be looking at this Raiders game like a playoff game. I was about to say, the one thing that record, throw it away. I don't really care what, rec- what the record is. If you have Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh on the sidelines, the Ravens-Steelers game is a pick em. Kinda. I mean, obviously you have to go by talent too, but like that game's gonna be a bloodbath. And if the Steelers, being the worst team, come out on top, zero people are gonna be shocked because the Steelers Ravens every time is a close game. Feels like almost like a classic every time. It's just one of those games where it's like, okay, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, as we always say, divisional games are more or less playoff games. And that's especially true, you know, when it's after week 10, you know, yeah. or week 11. When you got these these divisional games, yeah, throw a record out the window, throw talent out the window, uh, you're going to get something crazy. We see that each and every year. Um, I mean, we saw it a few weeks ago. I mean, Grand was, you know, my example is week 10 and onward, but, I mean, the Bengals got the, the Browns a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, the Browns blow the Bengals out of the water, you know? Whereas, you know, any other day you're thinking that's a close game or you give advantage Bengals. Yeah. That was without Deshaun Watson. Uh, and I believe that's the matchup this Sunday, right? Bengals-Browns now with Deshaun Watson. I think that's a home game for the Bengals. Yes, could it be is. Uh, so you just, yeah, you just never know. These are a lot of intriguing matchups. I can't wait. Every Sunday is truly a treat, especially this time of year. Once you get to November, December, excuse me, January, 
And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it's, I mean shit, you've got a team. And you'll hear about it when we take our picks. But, you know, the Raiders, one of the hottest teams in the league right now, they kind of catch a break tomorrow in their schedule. They get the Rams. Uh, and, you know, they probably feel like they can make a late run at this wild card spot. They know, can, uh, definitely. They feel like the Chargers always felt. Like the Chargers always felt like that team that was starting off the year three and five, and then they ended nine and seven back. Oh, I'll say back when there were sixteen games, and they were always that one game out of the playoffs. It just felt like that Philip Rivers team was like that quite often, and the Raiders have felt kind of like they fell into that trap. A lot of talent. People felt they were going to be pretty much a playoff team last. I mean, they were a playoff team last year. Coming into this year, thought that. Okay, you got Devontae Adams, you got uh, Josh McDaniels is coming in, so you got an innovative mind. Plus, you also got um, Chandler Jones on the other side. So it was like, okay, they got a lot. They got some new pieces to pair with their old pieces. Put that together, should repeat as a playoff team, regardless of how tough the um, AFC is. But <laughs> it has been anything but that. But they're starting to turn it on now, as you said. They've won their last three, so. It'll be interesting to see. They're tough out now, so there's going to be a tough game every week you play them. Every game's a playoff game. Absolutely, and even even when they were losing, you know, maybe minus that uh that terrible Saints performance where the Saints blew them out twenty four zero, and the Raiders didn't even get a pass midfield till the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, like even they played the Chiefs when the record was that, stretch, right? And they just blew so many. They, so many big they leads. Blew you know that what I mean? Terror, that the loss to the Cardinals must hurt even more because that would have put them at six and six and right in the thick of it. Like because that card, oh, that I was gonna say obviously, obviously there were losses throughout that season, but that Cardinals one was that you can't lose that one. That <laughs> that's the yeah. one you're like you can't lose that one. Yeah, well, I think that was like what week two or three. And, yeah, it was it was week two, and it was just like. They went to overtime. Kyler made a couple plays, but it was like, how did you blow that big of a lead that late in the game? It's Yeah, and that was that was the first of I believe three double digit, if not two touchdown plus leads. So yeah. they yeah. seem to rate they they've seemed to become more disciplined. Um, you know, having that much talent is scary. I mean that's what's kind of funny. Cause you're gonna have shit. In each conference, who knows what the records will be, but you're going to have four, five, six teams, at least four or five for sure, in each conference who are going to be like within a game or two of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And watch every year. This is what happens every year. We're guilty of it too. We're going to make our picks next year. Everyone defaults to like damn near the same uh, 14 teams in the playoffs, maybe one different from the year before, when really it's, you know, it, it's a snow globe every year with the NFL. You never know what the yeah you're gonna get maybe the same three in each conference, but other than that, I mean like you look what the Giants did this year. Mm-hmm. Giants are in the mix. Uh, Commanders. Commanders. Um, well, Seahawks are in the mix. Who weren't there yeah. last year? All these, you know what I mean. So it really is a snow globe every year. Um, wildness. I mean, you got the Commanders and Giants tying on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, then they got a matchup next week. You got all these big NFC East matchups. You got Bills and Jets this week in the AFC East. Because, I mean, you know, that's really what's going to determine a lot of these playoff spots is the East and the NFC and the AFC. So, 
you know, big matchups down the stretch. I'm sure we'll talk about the Patriots Bills game that we didn't get to talk about last week because we had to take off, uh, along with Patriots Vikings because we didn't. I mean, in comparison to the Bills game, I mean, I thought I thought Patricia lost us the game against the Bills. You know, I mean, granted the Bills had a sizable league, but you know the Patriots defense did what they could in that game. They kept us in it. Bills only scored seven second half points. Yeah. And Matt Patricia called an absolutely conservative, pathetic game. I game. And then, you know, Patriots got Cardinals on Monday night here. Then they got the Raiders after that, which is no gimme, as we just said. And uh, then they got the Bengals after that. So, like, let's just say the Patriots win Cardinals and the Raiders, which the Raiders game will be like a playoff game. Then you got the Bengals after that. That'll be... That'll basically be the Patriots season after that, depending. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Because, I mean, the Chargers keep losing. And, you know, the Raiders-Patriots game will then the Jets are, I was going to say, the Jets are have the Mike White experience. You don't know when that's going to fall off. Right? Yeah, they got the Bills this week. They could they could get their sixth loss of the year this week. Uh, you know, Jets absolutely have to have schedule down the stretch as well. So, and still got the Dolphins, too. Like, there's just a lot to be ironed out. In, in each conference. Yeah, um, I need, like, something that's bothered me about these the Patriots is next year, regardless, I understood it's kind of worked out a little bit. Cool, he's had some good games, he's had some bad games. We need an actual offensive coordinator next year. Like, Matt Patricia's been cool, it's been a nice experience, it's been fun, but... We need a quarter. We need a offensive coordinator, and then we need to understand that Mac Jones is a human being, and at least let him. You got to take the training wheels off him at some point, because if you're gonna keep him on, then move on from him. And I don't think you need to move on. Like I also, well, that's the thing. That's I don't the thing know that if doesn't you make... know like everything about Mac Jones yet, because you haven't allowed him to be like Bailey Zappi. The offense was more complex and the more plays that you're like, oh, wow, that's innovative. That's good. You're letting him actually throw the ball. So it's either Mac Jones is that bad and they should really stick with Bailey Zappi for the rest of the year, or for some reason they're just having this conservative package going into certain games and it makes no sense. Well, that's the thing I don't understand at all because I mentioned the Jets game. They were calling pretty good plays for him between the numbers, between red zone to red zone. Then once they got anywhere near the red zone, they got real conservative. And I thought that was interesting, but I kind of chalked it up to the wind a little bit. But I also thought Patricia's play calling was bad from the 35 and in. Uh, and then the next week, we get the Dol- or uh, not the Dolphins, the Vikings on Thanksgiving. And there was no training wheels on Mac. They let Mac throw. They let Mac do the no huddle. They let, they let Mac be a quarterback. And... You know, we lost the game by one score. We allowed that touchdown. It was mm-hmm. that game was not at all on Mac Jones losing. That's we on went the totally defense. True, yeah. More so special teams. I yeah, mean, special I say defense didn't play great. They couldn't get that on they couldn't get a stop when they needed to. But also, yeah, you're right. The special teams we had some special teams blunders which we don't see from the Patriots quite ever. So I mean that's really yeah. one of the big reasons why we've had a dynasty was the spe- little things like the special teams play clock management. That's really what kind of aided towards the dynasty being as good and as long as it lasted. Yeah. So, I mean, the Vikings game, 
like I said, they give up that kick return after they score, and then dumb penalties all around. That was really actually the game was mostly penalties. You know, you had a third and twelve that goes to third, third and seven that they turn into a first down. Yeah, uh, the running into the punter, all that. You can't give a good offensive team like the Vikings, who's you know a contender. And Justin you can't Jefferson give them was a problem. Justin Jefferson, yeah, was a he. Problem. He was open the whole entire game, yeah, which uh, you know you don't you don't see that typically against a a Belichick defense tries to take away your best weapon. But but then so coming out of that Vikings game where Mac has his by far his best game of the season, one of the best games he's ever played, honestly, in the NFL. In a in a must win game, really against the Bills, or at least you just want to show some effort. You want to at least throw the kitchen sink at him, because I mean there was no guarantee that the Chargers were going to lose the game. I don't know. Chargers, not. Chargers lose their game against the Raiders. Sure, that gives us life, but you just, I don't know, 24 7 against the Bills, who that was not the Bills' best effort. You can throw a little bit on the Bills. You can run a little bit on the Bills. Uh, it was just very conservative. It was it was pathetic play calling. It really was. Going I mean, into it was the game, <laughs> if you told me the Bills are only going to score 24, I would have been like, okay, we have a really good chance of winning that game. Not that it would have been a guarantee or anything, but we have a really good chance. The higher the score goes with the Bills, obviously the worse our chances are of winning the game. But 24, I can deal with that. Three touchdowns and a field goal that's throughout the game, that's fine. So that's what you would want. I mean, obviously, because, I mean, obviously you'd want like 17 or 10, like realistically, but like realistically, 24, holding that offense to 24 is, that's pretty much semi a win. Yeah. And he, it, it was just pathetic. I mean, you saw Mac Jones getting on Patricia during the game about the conservative play calling. Like, it, it was just bad. Like, it was when they were short, you know, I don't know, a third and two, third and three. I think there was even a third and inches. And Patricia's calling toss plays. I cannot stand a toss. I mean, Ramondre is a good power back. I mean, we saw we saw a couple plays last game where he literally just dragged people an extra eight yards. You know what I mean? And he's he's calling toss sweeps on a on a – Less than a yard play. I think sweeps on. I, I think that is so unnecessary. Like a sweep on that play, there's a chance you could lose four yards. If you exactly. go on, yeah, if you go on a dive, like the worst you're gonna do is lose a yard, unless they make an outstanding play. And you know what? Kudos to them if they do. And then you lose exactly. two or three. But at worst, on like a dive, you're going to get really much, really stood up at the line. But you might lose a yard. And still, that puts a third and one out of fourth and two instead of a fourth and five, and it makes the decision much more di- much more difficult. I, it's stupid. I, I sweeps on those plays regardless, even if they work. I just think they're stupid. Exactly, and uh, I mean, uh, it was bad. That was just, I mean, you've heard me compliment Patricia on here earlier this season. And that's I hard mean, for you to do because you're not a not, <laughs> you're not a Patricia guy whatsoever. No, so. no, I'm not a fan. And you know, look, McDaniel's even even in Brady's last year. I've mentioned this in Brady's last year with the Patriots onward up until he left for Vegas. He would call pretty conservative, you know, with Cam, with Tom Brady, and with Mac. And it seems like. Anytime, and maybe this is Belichick too. I don't know. I mean, I don't it's know. Gotta how much be, it's got to be a hair of Belichick. You can't. Uh, you can't be that kind of coach who's still the GM and not have a little bit of say in the offense. So it's got to be a hair of Belichick too, being like, "Hey, let's. I want Ramondre touching the ball, or I want our backs touching the ball sixty-five percent of the time." Right. I was gonna say like, it seems if. 
there's uncharacteristic turnovers or bad turnovers, I should say, that they kind of rein in Mac a little bit. Well, he's coming off the Vikings game where there's no picks. I don't believe he threw a pick in the Bills game. Uh, I just no, I don't think so. There was this real. There was no real reason for it to be that conservative, and it wasn't even that it was conservative. Because I was going to say, make the comparison to McDaniel's, he would be real conservative and real predictable. Uh, I mean, there was two or three plays where I actually called out, you know, okay, Ramondre's going to run right up the middle here. It's going to be a toss to the left. Like two or three times, I should not be able to call out a play that they're doing from my house. Okay. Um, two or three times that happened. You need to be an offensive coordinator or they need to change their scheme. (laughs) Yeah, I would say they need to be a little bit less predictable. And, you know, that happened. And, Again, the comparison to McDaniels, okay, maybe it's a little predictable, but he's calling screens that weren't even innovative. There was no motion before the play. It was just a quick get it out of Max's hands, and then they're tackled three yards behind the line. Then we're losing yardage. Like It was almost like he was trying to lose yardage. And, uh, and Marcus Jones scores, and they don't put him back in the rest of the game. Like, it just made no sense. That, that was good. That's great. You put someone in that the defense doesn't expect to be there, and... He makes a play. Great. They should use him kind of like a little bit like the Jags use Jamal Agnew because he's their return guy, but then you have him on jet sweeps. You have him on some go routes. Yep. Like make the route tree simplistic for him and then put him in situations to where he can instantaneously get the ball because as we've seen, had the punt return for a touchdown, had that big play. He's electric with the ball in his hands because he's got so much speed to him. Like put like those bubble screens to him, give that every now and again, or have him on a jet sweep. Cause then once you put that motion in or put him in motion, then people are worried, oh, maybe on the jet sweep or on a swing pass, and then you can get a play action, get a screen underneath. Like I don't know if it's just me playing Madden or like it's I don't know if it's that simple, but it feels that simple. I I, I don't know. It just feels that simple. Yeah, it's uh I don't understand it. And look, Patricia's had his moments. He really has He's had good moments. But uh, I mean, I'd hope here this next Monday night at Arizona, I would hope we're throwing the ball downfield more because it was pathetic. And if, I hope they listen back. I think Belichick will listen to Mac. But hey, Patricia's going to be calling the game at the end of the day. And uh, listen, the reason why Patriots fans hated Matt Patricia or had such disdain for Matt Patricia was how conservative he was on defense and how he'd never blitzed. He'd have all this talent on defense, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, sure enough, the year after he left, Brian Flores takes over. We start blitzing that danger. That defense was more dangerous than it's ever been. Ever since Patricia left the defense, we've had, we've been way more aggressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stats might even tell you, sure, that our defense was great while Patricia was here, but it certainly did not live up to its potential. Also, the and I was going to say, you, on the offensive end, on the offensive end last week, that's exactly what it was like having him on defense. Didn't even try, you know? It was the equivalent of not blitzing at all on defense, not throwing the ball down the field. Not even throwing the ball six yards, it seemed, it seemed like. You know? Yeah, no, it, I'm sure there's definitely plays in there where Max throwing the ball seven, eight yards, but it really seemed like if Mac wasn't throwing the ball three yards on a check down, it was either a screen or a basic as you know, dive play for Ramondre where he's got to create something. There was no innovation in the run game or the pass game last week, last uh, Monday. Kyle, well, two things. <laughs> last 
Uh, yeah, it was last Thursday. Two things. One, yard, uh, Max uh, yards per attempt was 5.42. So he wasn't even attempting six yards per pass in the 36 passes he threw. So it really was rare to see him go six yards down the field with the ball in the air. On average, he was less than that. Uh, that's one. And two, the reason why Patricia's defense has looked good in the past also is credit to the offense, too. When you have Tom Brady throwing like 39 touchdowns, 12 picks, when you have him playing at such a peak level, defenses change the way they play. Kind of like how teams at times will do with Kansas City. But we can move on to that Kansas City game because that was one of yeah. the games of the year. That was a fun yeah. that was a fun one. Well, yeah. Well, to add to that point more so, yeah, that we'd be up 10 or 14 and you got teams having to throw the ball. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. We'd have enough talent. We'd always have enough talent to create turnovers. So, yeah, you're right. That does... And it's, that changes the way the other teams play on offense and makes the defense's job easier. But all that to say, Patricia is one is one carry over tree on offense and defense is his conservativeness. So, but uh, the Chiefs, Chiefs and Bengals. I mean, you want to do picks and kind of talk about these teams? Yeah, actually, that's fine with me. We can go through picks really, and then kind of talk about because uh, every team that went on a buy this that's on a buy this week. We can talk about the game that they're in. So yeah, so we're good. Um, so yeah, there's a there's six buys this week, and yeah. it's the last week before playoffs for fantasy. So that's that should be illegal. But here we are. Yeah, I was gonna say actually, my fantasy week playoffs start this week for one league. So yeah. a little tough. Um, I'm missing D Hop in that league, so that's gonna be. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, not D Hop. I'm actually not missing anybody. I don't think. Now I'm thinking about D-Hop was last week. Um, speaking of, real quick, since you mentioned it, how is your fantasy season going? Well, I am one shot from the playoffs, so I'm like the seventh spot right now. I need a win. At least I need some people to lose in front of me. So I still got a chance. Last week, I have, I mean, Lamar Jackson's my quarterback. He goes down early in the first quarter. Yeah. And I'm facing the best team in the league. We have a yeah, our number one seed's undefeated right oh, now. Looking man. at the table, he's got he's got Mahomes, McCaffrey, and uh, Tyree Kill on top of whoever else he has. That's just his base. So he's been killing everybody. I think it would have been a competitive game had Lamar played. I mean, I'd like to think so. Yeah. So uh, it was just unfortunate timing, and yeah, I need a win this week. No Lamar this week, so I actually picked up Mac Jones. Hoping he would throw the ball some against AZ. There was other quarterbacks I could have chose chose Huntley, but I was like, you know what? Despite all I said about Matt Patricia, I'm gonna hope they go and throw the ball against a, a Cardinals defense that isn't great, and uh, let the chips fall where they may. We're gonna we're gonna ride to the Pats as far as quarterback goes with my team, and uh, yeah, I still got still got a lot of my core that's able to play Sunday. So, you know, as long as Mac can score two touchdowns, everyone else does their thing. My defense shows up. I got the Niners defense. We should be okay. And good. That's good. Um, So my and fan... The, well, the other, other flip, I'm facing the worst team in the league. Oh, so that's also a help. Or one of the worst teams. It's either the last or the first to last. So one of the two. So my leagues, um, I am eight and five and one. And I'm the second seed, and we're in the playoffs right now. I'm playing Ira. 
That's in the league for where uh, my f- friends came down to Florida. My work league, I am 10-3, and three, the number two seed right now. Playing the number one seed this week, I need to win to kind of keep a first round by, so hopefully I can pull one out. And then in my third league, I am 9-4 and four in the one seed. So my fantasy season... I'm the second, second, and first seed, so we're we're kind of cooking. There's a there's a world where I win all three leagues, and if I okay, oh boy, I will be excited. But there is a world where I win all three leagues. You definitely got bragging rights there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, we can jump into these picks now. You just brought up fantasy, so I was wondering how your season was going. For sure, yeah, no, we're I'm on the edge there, and then uh, and then our NBA fantasy, my team's climbing, my team's healthy at the right time. We've gotten back to back big wins. One of them against you, actually. My team's I the think- worst team in the league. We are we got LeBron who likes to be in and out. We've just got Cade Cunningham who's out. Desmond Bain's been out. Yako Portal who has been out. Uh, yeah, no. Um, fantasy basketball for me has been atrocious. That that's all luckily. I was going to say, luckily, we have a long time to change things, but it has not been good for me this season (laughs) at all. Because we started off, I was the worst team in the league up until these last few, and I've gotten back-to-back big wins, and I'm currently leading big this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, hopefully, hopefully moving forward, uh, I can... (laughs) have a team i need a roster so hopefully i can have a team fantasy wise who's your first pick i forget was it steph no lebron or trey young that was trey young trey Trey young and then lebron okay all right i wish it was steph way he's playing this year all right let's get these picks all righty so we got the raiders and by the way these we do these these lines we include these on wednesday also want to make a correction if y'all saw our picks on these uh on our stories and such and on our Instagram page last week. Keenan had me picking the Chargers in that game. It was actually I had Vegas winning in that game. So that's that's one win for me. What's our records? How like what um, you got that? Yeah, no, I have our full records on the season. So you're you kind of pulled away a little bit last week. You had a great week. You went eleven, two and one. You are now 122-70-2, and, and I'm 114-78-2. Mm. So we're kind of close still. Yeah, it was a, of- it's eight games It's eight games with five weeks, so it's definitely still close for sure. But you did pick up a couple. I was kind of keeping the same weeks as you, and then last week you won 11. I won only – I got only nine. So definitely – Definitely moving forward. I'm going to have to make sure I've got some big wins coming. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, again, as I was going to say, these lines, the spreads we do on Wednesday, they do eventually, you know, change up until game time. I mean, a lot of them stay the same, but, you know, obviously depending on injury and such. By the way, Clippers and Magic, great game going on right now. One-point game in overtime, Clippers up one. Anything crazy happens, you will hear me react probably. Magic with the ball with 40 seconds left down one. And they just turn the ball over. Anyway, so we got Raiders at Rams tomorrow for Thursday night. Raiders are six and a half point favorite on the road. 
I'm rolling with the Raiders with a hot team. Rams are obviously banged up. Granted, the Rams gave that Seahawks game a uh, playoff effort. Talk about uh, records not mattering when it comes to divisional games. That's a perfect example. Rams got nobody besides Ramsey and Wagner out there last week. And they made it tough on the Hawks. So, uh, anyway, I got the Raiders 31, Rams 14. Actually, I got the Rams 17. 31-17 Raiders Thursday night. Well, it's unfortunate because I wrote down my score before you said yours, a minus 30-17 to 17 Raiders, so we're in the same ballpark. Yeah, as you said, Raiders hot, Rams have no one. It's not like it's a divisional game at all, so that's that's all really there. Then we got Vikings. This is one of my favorite games of the week. You want to talk about another hot team who's climbing their way back in the wild card. Vikings at Detroit. I love it. Lions are a two-point favorite, two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Vikings here. They, I mean, we know they're a contender. I think they've proved themselves enough to us. Vikings have won some uh, some tough games here, <laughs> minus that Cowboys game. But we'll, we'll chalk that up to a scratch. Cowboys are, you know, that pass rush is insane. But uh, I'm going to go Vikings in a shootout, 31 25. Alrighty. So if we remember early in the season, I was really on this Detroit team. I loved them. Then they fell off, and I was like, you know what? Maybe we can get it next year. We're back on them. Oh, oh, what's up? I said shootout. I got to give them a little more. Let me get 31-28. 31-28. We are back on the Detroit Lions. Upset at home. It's not really an upset, but it kind of is an upset, honestly, when you talk about teams. We've got the Detroit Lions 34-31 with the W. Well, I mean, it can't be an upset if they're favored at home, right? I mean, well, typically your line is going to be like three, three and a half just for being a home team. But, I mean, if you were to just say this game was an upset, if you don't want to call it an upset, it's fine. I'm going with Detroit regardless. I think it's an upset regardless, but yeah. Detroit's winning, 34-31. All right. Uh, Bills favored at home, nine and a half points over the Jets. Uh, I think it's going to be another close one. Mike White's been playing well for him. Mike White's job to lose here. It doesn't look like he's going to lose it at all. Uh, I'm going to say something in the ballpark of 27-23 Bills. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game, but I do think it's going to be a game that Buffalo's going to end up pulling away and Mike White's going to make a few turnovers. Late, I got a 30-20 to 20 win for Buffalo. Good choice by the Jets, though. On uh, Mike White had some good games for them last year. He's got some rhythm for them. Uh, last week's game with the Vikings, that was a really weird game. Looks like they put him away. Mike White puts together a few good drives. Close game, but uh, Garrett yeah, Wilson's looking good too. Garrett Wilson, yeah, Garrett Wilson's nice for sure. And then uh, Ravens game we talked about earlier. Ravens two and a half point dog against going on the road against the Steelers. Have no idea. I'm gonna say 27, 21, 17. I'm gonna go with Huntley and the Ravens though. Twenty one seventeen. I'm switching it. My score to 24-20 Ravens. 
I was talking with Eric at work today. He is a Ravens fan. He asked me what I thought the game was going to be. I thought it was going to be 20-17 to 17 Ravens, but I think it can get to 24-20 Ravens. It's going to be an ugly one for sure. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be a nice It's not going to be a nice game. It'll be a fun to watch, but it's still not going to be a nice game. All right, next we got Jersey Turnpike game. Eagles at the Giants. Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going Eagles. I think it will be a hard flop, but the Eagles are on a hot streak right now. Eagles 32, Giants 20. I think Philly is going to win a close one. Uh, I think the Giants are going to know their season's not like on the line. Like they, If they lose this game, they can't make the playoffs. But with how the Commanders are playing, and obviously with the tie, they're going to have the same record as the Commanders with a loss. Uh, I've got this game, though, in the 27-25 to 25 Philly. Hmm. I don't know. I don't see it against, against this line, the Eagles' offensive line. I don't see them putting together the pass rush they did against the, uh, the Commanders. Because, uh, I mean, that was the Giants' best effort in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, the Giants can almost take this week off in preparation. I mean, the, the tie wasn't great, but the tie was almost worse for the Commanders. And, uh, you know, their Week 15 game, that's going to be that's gonna be literally a playoff game. That game got flexed to the, the Sunday night where the, uh, the Patriots-Raiders was going to be. But this Eagles team, this is way too talented. Giants are missing everybody. They, they had a kitchen sink game last week, ended in a tie. I, I think it's a blowout, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if it is a blowout for the Giants because, again, that next game in Maryland against the Commanders, that's going to be the season, really. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and in a way, that tie is almost bad for the Seahawks in case the Seahawks suffer a couple losses because then that could mean Commanders and Giants get in. But the Giants really need, if they don't win next week against the Commanders, Shit, it could be another tie even, but they really need, and they got an extreme. I think they got the toughest schedule in the league left. Uh, they got one of them. They yeah. really, they really just need one win anywhere. Otherwise, it's going to be extremely hard. But I mean, it's going to be interesting. But their pass rush put a hurting on uh, Heineke and the Commanders, and then uh, you know they had the game in hand at one point, twenty thirteen, and. You know, I think they go and turn the ball over, and then you know the rest is history. The, mm-hmm. the commander scorer Heineke does what he does, Heineke magic, you know, with his two minute drill, and then of course the tie in overtime. So it'll be interesting to watch. Had this, had the Giants have a little more pieces if they weren't as banged up, and if the Eagles didn't cement themselves like they did these last two weeks against the Packers and the Titans, neither of those games gimmies. You know, they ran all over them. They. <laughs> They were dominant, yeah. and uh, like you said, usually I would throw it out the window, but the Eagles just look too damn good right now. They really do. So all I think f- they win big, or I think honestly, I think if they get up big at all, if they get up by twelve per se, I'm not going to say the Giants are going to quit, but I don't see the Giants. I see the Giants more so being like, all right, let's look towards next week because that Commanders game is going to be damn near the season. But we'll see. 
Yeah. Um, the credit for the wild card in the NFC, it's going to be really interesting because all three teams have pretty tough schedules. Um, after this week, I mean, the Seahawks have the Panthers, but next week they got the 49ers, then they got the Chiefs, then they got the Jets, but they ended with the Rams. But as we saw, that Rams game could be interesting. So they have a tough schedule. Obviously, as we said, the Giants, they have the Eagles, the Commanders, the Vikings, the Colts, the Eagles. So the Colts are the only team below 500 in that stretch. You have the number one and number two seed in the NFC twice, or three games. And then Washington has the Giants, then the 49ers, then the Browns, and that's with a Deshaun that's played now three weeks, so he'll be back in rhythm more, and then they end their season with the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, that game will matter to the Cowboys most likely, because if they beat the Eagles for sure, like if they beat the Eagles on uh, Christmas Eve, they'll have a play for that one seed too. So that it's not like they're going to be sitting anybody. Cannot wait for that Christmas Eve. Joke. Yeah, the, uh, Christmas Eve also has this. Christmas Eve is going to be a great week. There's a lot of games on Christmas Eve. Yep. Then they give us terrible Christmas Day games for the second. Is it the second year of the row? I don't know. Feels like the last few years we've had Christmas Day games that don't really matter or maybe it's just because i don't end up watching them because i'm always watching the nba but i hate when they throw us christmas day games the same as the nba because i'm always just gonna side with the nba on that one yeah but yeah no there's i don't care honestly about christmas day football i really don't and i and i know the matchups they gave us this this year are terrible and then we got saturday games next week which i can't wait so Back to back, Packers, Dolphins, which should have been good, but pa- all these games should have been good. I mean, you know, I guess. I mean, if the Packers, the Packers have a little bit of a win streak going into that game, that's actually not as yeah, terrible. No, it's not terrible. So Packers, Dolphins was supposed to be like, oh, okay. So you got the young Dolphins team, and then you got the Packers. Then Broncos, Rams supposed to that's be th- that that's garbage but it was supposed to be oh you've got russell wilson and the broncos they're fighting for the playoffs while well, you've got the super bowl champions defending their crown and then you got bucks cardinals and that's just this to whatever game <laughs> it really is but yeah okay we can move on orlando did end up winning the game by the way yeah orlando won by four all right, next, we got the Browns at the Bengals. Bengals are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Deshaun Watson looked rusty, as you would imagine. No real idea what he's going to look like, but the Bengals look every bit of the contender we thought they would be. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Bengals here. It's going 28-21. Cincy. Yeah, I, I would say I like the Bengals here, too. They're coming off. They feel... The way they're talking after that Chiefs game, they don't. They didn't feel like that was a playoff game for them. They just felt like that was every another week, which is kind of the mark of a good. Like they feel like a good team, and also as Joe Burrow and their coach was as Zach Taylor was saying, it's December now, so they feel focused in. They they feel like a team that's been here a lot before, not just one year. So I definitely like the poise they've been playing with and the right the wrong of that last beatdown that they sent. So I've got the Bengals here in a 31-21 to 21 game. For sure. Yeah, they definitely look focused. And uh, <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be – we're going to have amazing postseason matchups. 100%. On, on each side of the conference. So. 100%. Uh, Jags at Titans. Low-key. So it's a three-and-a-half-point favorite for Tennessee. 
Titans kind of need this game. I mean, they don't really because the division's basically wrapped up. You'd like to see them get a win here after a couple losses if you're a Tennessee fan. Uh, Jags, you literally never know what you're getting week to week because they're they're a talented young team. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we saw last week, they get blown out by the Lions. Trevor Lawrence gets banged up a little bit, but they can hang with anybody. They can win against anybody, and they can lose against anybody. I'm gonna roll with Tennessee though. Twenty-four twenty, Titans. I agree. I think Tennessee is going to win this game. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is banged up a little bit from last week. Not that anything you will play, but he'll be a little hampered. I've got 27-20 Titans. Then we got the Texans going to Dallas. Dallas is 16-and-a-half-point oh favorite. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, the only real question I have about the Texans is why they benched Davis Mills because he was not playing bad. They were not losing because of him. And then they put Kyle Allen in, who's a decent backup, actually. But he's... Definitely not moving the ball as well as Davis Mills. It almost seems like they're kind of tanking in a way, which is which is interesting. But uh Bryce Young to Houston. Maybe so. Maybe so. And uh I mean who knows? I don't know. There's there's Davis Mills is not the reason why they're they're losing, but I mean, you know, if he's you get a chance at a Bryce Young. I was say Bryce Young he's Bryce Young will be in Houston. <laughs> Unless something, unless something happens to where they go with, uh, I don't think it'd be cool. Uh, Stroud, unless they go with him, like. But I think Bright, uh, they'll have a draft. They'll draft a quarterback number one. Maybe I don't know if you can really say he's not the future because it's not like, I mean, he's damn near looked the best out of all that rookie class from last year. Minus Fields, Fields has come along well these last six weeks, but. I don't I mean, think he he, if he's your future, I don't think you bench him. Like I just don't see. Like, True, but I don't think I don't think the benching was on performance. I mean, he's cer- they certainly are not losing because of him. And no, they're losing because they're terrible. But I do think that yeah. if you can get a if you can get a prospect like Bryce Young, who has been phenomenal and a great college prospect, you I, you have to take that. I agree. I mean, honestly, if I was ever, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but if I was a GM, I would get as much quality at quarterback every year as I could. If I, you know, if I didn't have a sure franchise guy, even if I did have a franchise guy, I'd want a a better than average backup. I really would. Uh, but that's just me. I mean, then you're not even, you don't really get a question who your guy is. If your guy's being out quality, you know, backup options. Yeah, so. I don't. I would say I don't hate that actually. I don't hate it. But Cowboys, I got them winning big as well. Maybe they kind of take the week off, not week off, but looking ahead to the next week. So maybe they do not get into the thirties. So I'll put them right at twenty nine. Say twenty nine sixteen, boys. So I that defense has been cooking. I'll, like obviously they had the Vikings game where they they, <laughs> they just turned off the program like you know what we don't even need to see the end of the game in the third late third though um and then last week it was a close game until the fourth and they dropped 33 that defense is looking great I don't see the Texans getting past seven I think it's gonna be probably like a 27 to seven game 
and one of those seven and one of those uh, seven points might be a defensive touchdown. Then we got the Chiefs at the Broncos. Nine and a half point favorite are the Chiefs on the road. Twenty-seven to seventeen, Chiefs. Ooh, above sixteen. I love to see it. Uh, yeah, so my rule of thumb is the Broncos can't get above 16. I think it's going to be a 31 to 13 game that might that might get to 35. I think off coming off of that loss and them not they played a pretty good game, but I mean Kelsey had the fumble. I think Kelsey's maybe a man possessed this week, and they're gonna want to kind of go out there and beat up on the Broncos. I could see this game being a big blowout. Next, we got Panthers. I would agree with you about a big blowout, except this Broncos defense yeah, keeps them in a single game. Damn dude. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the one. And I was say, the fact that it's the divisional game and um, that it's the Broncos defense has been playing well is, a, is definitely something that could keep it close. But I think the Chiefs have won 13 straight against Denver. So I, it, they're one of the teams that like the Chiefs own Denver over the last few years. Next, we got Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks are four-point favorite at home. Panthers will be starting Sam Darnold. Uh, they released Baker Mayfield this week. Who's a Ram mutual, now. Mutual decision. Right? He's a Ram, so maybe he'll be starting Sunday. Ooh. Or maybe we'll at least see some action from him. Or actually Thursday, I should say. Um, I got the Seahawks. It'll probably be a hard-fought game, but I got the Seahawks pulling away 26-17. I think this game could be semi close, close depending if uh, Kenneth Walker plays. Their whole like, running back in uh, room is questionable. I don't like uh, Travis Homer. Travis, I believe Travis Homer's in uh, is questionable. DJ Dallas is questionable. Kenneth Walker is looking towards he's not playing, but obviously it's only Wednesday, so we don't know too much. I do think that Seattle wins the game, though. This is a better team, twenty-seven to twenty-one. Yeah, great win for Seattle at the Rams or against the Rams on Sunday. Uh, Much you know, needed, last drive much by Geno. Right? Yeah, last-minute drive by Geno. Geno with another great stat line once again. Um, yeah, good win for the Seahawks. And, yeah, Kenneth Walker, they said he might play. He's got a weird foot strain injury, but who knows? We will see. Uh, this would have been a great game. Well, Intriguing matchup had it been with Jimmy. Even more intriguing now with uh, was it Brock Purdy? Purdy, Am I his first? yeah. Is he, his name Brock? Yeah, Brock Purdy, I believe. All right, Mister Irrelevant, last pick of the draft. Uh, looked really good on Sunday. Looked competent. Looked confident in his offense too. Looked like he had a good command of the of the offense as a whole. The Niners at home are three and a half point favorite against the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, who were that looked like a carbon copy of the Rams game. Um, Tom making magic. Tom making magic, but man, were they lucky! And there was two or three times the Saints could have slammed the door on the game, and they went. <laughs> Mark Ingram. Oh, no, that, that that's the thing against Tom Brady. As us being Patriots fans and watching his career for twenty years, obviously we still watched it too in Tampa, but uh, for twenty years. Being home and being home, these teams don't make play the like, right plays against us. I I just don't get it. It's like okay, so we're gonna play prevent defense, which other teams do against other people, and it makes no sense. But like Mark Ingram, 
went out of bounds and didn't get the first down when he could have gotten the first down and stayed in bounds. Like, I just don't. That was dumb. That stops the clock. There's just so many little things that you see that's like, okay, this doesn't happen to other people. And it just feels like it's a Tom Brady effect. I have no idea. I guess so. It just seemed like even after when he went out, they had a fourth and one. It looked like less than a yard. I would have went for it, slammed the door, because guess what? That Bucks, the Bucks weren't moving the ball at all up until, of course, that point. But they punt instead. I would have went for it. Uh, and then I think the drive before that, they kick a field goal on fourth and one when they're already up double digits. I go for it there. You want to slam the door shut. The Saints need that game more than the Bucks do. You know, that almost gets them back in the wild card picture if they win that game. Back in the division and, picture. Uh, they would have yeah, been the, because the Bucks the would have been five and seven, and then New Orleans would have been five and eight with the yeah. with the Bucks playing San Fran this week. So they could easily go to five and eight, and that would have made them tied in the division. So that game yeah. was super important for the Saints because they still had a playoff chance. Now, now the Bucks can afford to lose a couple games even against these tougher opponents as long as they take care of the. Uh, last three games of their season, which is Arizona, Atlanta, and Carolina. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, great win if you're a Bucks fan. I still do not think this Bucks team's good at all. Uh, I'm going with that. I got the Niners winning this game. Have no idea what the hell the score will be. Let's say 24-17 Niners. Couple things. Uh, what's the line on this? First off, three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, so a couple, yeah, I figured. Uh, so a couple things. One, if Brock Purdy cannot turn the ball over, there's not too much of a drop off between what he needs to do and Jimmy G needs to do because of how good this 49ers team is. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, their 49ers run to the Super Bowl before. I mean, Jimmy G in the conference championship game threw eight passes, didn't even complete eight passes, but threw eight passes because um, Elijah Mitchell ran for two hundo on the Packers. So if they're if they're able to do that, then the 49ers are still live to get to the Super Bowl, and possibly they said Jimmy possibly could be back by then because he didn't need surgery on his foot. So they're looking at seven weeks. Seven to nine weeks, possibly. So he could be back for the Super Bowl if, if, it was, they, if they were to get there. Was, that is, obviously. if it was seven, if it was seven weeks, he'd be back for uh, divisional weekend. Mm-hmm. So second round. Yeah. So he has seven weeks. He could be back from the divisional to possibly the Super Bowl. Anywhere in that range, there. That was the first speculation. Obviously, we got to see how uh, his foot heals, how everything goes, see if he's on schedule with everything, any setbacks, whatnot. So that's that. And two, with the Bucks, this Bucks team, just if you're going to play them in the playoffs because they'll most likely be there, you just can't keep the game close because then that's when Tom gets... Tom's not as good as he once was, obviously, but he is still good enough to go win games down the stretch and orchestrate last-minute drives. So you, can't, so you just can't keep them close. If you're going to play them, you got to blow them out. That being said, I've got Tampa twenty four twenty three. Interesting. In a close, I was gonna say in a close game, 
I the Bucks defense is good. It has been very good all season long. They've had a couple blips. They played the Chiefs. That was one of them. But they've been pretty to very good all year long. I think this game stays close. And as I said, if you give Tom a chance close, I think he'll come through. But this, I was going to say, if it's a blowout, I think it's San Fran and a blowout. But if it's close, I have Tampa. I think it's going to be close. I have Tampa. Uh, I disagree with you a little bit on the, uh, on the if it's close in general. I think that works against a team like the Rams, like the Saints. But I think if it's a close game in the playoffs, as crazy as this sounds, because it is Tom Brady, he's, you know, he's Tom Brady. But, man, I mean, if it's Brady and the Bucks versus – the Niners, like, yeah, this game. If it's close against the Niners, I'd a, I'd be surprised if it's close. I mean, maybe not as much because it is Purdy, but I don't know. I think the Niners team would defend the Bucks pretty easily. The Bucks have a very tough time moving the ball in general, but until they go no huddle, but they don't until do they it go often. no huddle. No, until that, they that go was, no huddle. that's kind of the thing about it. As I. As we talked with the Patriots play calling, I think the Bucks play calling is super conservative unnecessarily. They seem like a predictable team where on first down, they're trying to establish some sort of run game that they don't have. And then second down, they're in second and long. So Tom has to get the ball out quick like he does. Puts them in, sometimes puts them in third and manageable, sometimes puts them in third and long. Tries to take a shot. Not on the same page with Mike Evans and Julio so far. So it's been, they've just been a predictable offense and an offense that doesn't have a lot of creativity to it. Kind of like, I mean, when Bruce Arians was there, they did have the motion, they did have everything. Tom had a little bit more of an arm. But I just feel like they need to change their play calling too because as like Mike, when Max in that no huddle, when Tom's in the no huddle, he's moving the ball down the field. I understand that the defenses are playing more, nothing cheap, nothing deep. Like they're playing... They're playing a certain way, but at the same time, there has been moments too, even in the regular like first drive of the Seahawks game, I believe, they moved the ball down the field pretty consistently because they got in a fast pace. So that's why late in games, I think they're able to do that a little more, but with a team like the 49ers, which might have the best defense in football, honestly, they definitely could stop them. I just putting that faith in Tom because of what I've seen so far, especially over the last few weeks. But again, they could. The 49ers defense is really good. So, yeah, I just don't think it push came to shove. I don't, I don't like this Bucks team against you know the Eagles, Cowboys, Niners, especially Niners with Jimmy G. Uh, with Jimmy G, I would be picking the Niners right now. That Brock Pur- Brock Purdy is going. It does his second. His second start and his first full start where you get a full week to kind of game plan against him. I'm interested to see how he does against one of the NFC's best defenses. So I think that they can neutralize him, which is going to make this game close. Even the Seahawks. Had that Seahawks game been in the States and not in Germany, whether that's Tampa or whether that's Seattle, I think the Seahawks win that game if that's in the States. Uh, I just, this Bucks team is the definition of average to me, aside from Brady, really. Uh, I don't think Bulls has done a good job. Uh, his offense has been disappointing. The defense, like you said, the defense keeps him in the game. Uh, the defense has been a bright spot to some degree, but I don't know. This Their games have been unexciting. 
to say the least. No, no, they've been they've been very very boring games this year for the most part. Um, but they've been all pretty much all close games because of the fact that the defense has played so well. They've just lost a lot of close games this year in weird ways. But as of and, late, they seem like they've been catching some sort of rhythm. But this will be a good, very good test to see how good is this Bucks team. Because regardless of it being Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Self Trent Williams, George Kittle, so the offense is loaded other than at quarterback. And even then, Jimmy G's not a world beat or anything like that. And then that defense is top-notch. So if the Bucks can pull out this game and they do look pretty solid, that could be a little sign of like, hey, they've maybe found a little bit of a rhythm. So, But we'll see. If they get blown out, then <laughs> they get blown out. Yeah. No, I've, I mean, we talk about the Broncos, how they have a, tough time getting to 16 or over 16 the bucks can hardly get to 22 i believe yeah no uh, they, they, the bucks getting to bucks getting to 21 since the chiefs game has been three times in seven games yeah so, yeah this bucks right. team is not a good team they'll be in the playoffs so likely win the division uh they still got one more game with atlanta they again they got very lucky the first Atlanta game with the worst rough in the passer call you'll ever see against Brady on a sack. Uh, and they haven't fared well in the division period when it comes to, I believe they lost the Saints early this year. Is that correct? Are they one no, of they, 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 they beat the Saints both times this year. They beat the Falcons and then they lost games. to the Panthers. So they're three and one right. in the division right now. That's right. They get the Panthers in shambles. Well, they've been weird week to week. The Panthers have been the, one of the weirdest teams in the league. And then that Falcons game, that's going to be no gimme. I think that'll be a close one. But, uh, yeah, I, again, I think they lose this one pretty big, too. If, you know, the Niners can establish their run, it's going to be hard for the Bucks to do anything because then you get the play action, and that'll make life a ton easier on Purdy. But moving on to Sunday, the Sunday night game, we got the Dolphins at the Chargers. Chargers are three and a half point dogs at home. Not really sure who to pick here. Seems like the game the Chargers would win after, you know, they really needed the Raiders game. But it'd be like the Chargers to win this game versus the Dolphins, who are favored at on the road. So I'm going to go Chargers 27 to 25. Tua came down to earth a little bit last week. He also played, again, arguably the best defense in the league. So had it showed that he first game this year really where he's played front to back that he wasn't good. Um, I think he plays a better game because the Chargers secondary can be had, but I do like the Chargers in this game in a fun Sunday night football 31-28. to Justin Herbert makes a few plays late. So we're kind of similar there. Yeah. Uh, Monday night, Patriots at Cardinals. Patriots are a point and a half favorite. Rolling with the hometown Pats here. Score, let me see. The Pats get to 27. Cardinals, 22. 
if the Patriots lose this game, they're not making the playoffs. I don't think they're in like the they would be technically mathematically in the hunt, but I don't think they would they wouldn't be in the hunt anymore to me. I don't think they're gonna lose this game at all. I've got this game in a twenty four to sixteen win. My absolute fear is that the Patriots win this game. Win a dog fight with the Raiders, because that's gonna matter to both of us. Yeah. Uh, that 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 that's gonna be a fun game. I think that one's you have offense versus defense, strength versus strength. Which one's gonna be? Which one's gonna come on on top? And McDaniel's versus Belichick. Yeah, I was say that one. I believe Belichick disciples actually do pretty decent against him. They usually do. McDaniel's. I remember he won his game. I in think Flores. I say Flores. I mean that was a the Flores. Yeah, is that the Miami Miracle? Um, one of them. No, we. That was the year Flores was. That was the coach. last. That was the last year of Flores. Okay, that's right. That or he might have been Patricia's last year. Because that was twenty. I that would say that was twenty. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm getting my years mixed up. Go on. Um. But no, I was just gonna say my. Originally, like when you looked at that schedule, it looked like that wasn't gonna mean anything for the Raiders. You know, it looked like they were gonna kind of be out of it. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe. Oh, Patriots win against the Cardinals, win against the Raiders, and then we get another Matt Patricia. I don't want to coach this game like I want to win at all. Kind of offensive performance against the Bengals when we really need it. Because I believe that would be the, uh, that's going to be a Christmas Eve game against the that Bengals. Is Christmas correct? Eve, yep. So either way, whether we win or lose against the Raiders, I think we'll still kind of be in it. So that'd be week 16 at the Bengals, week 15 Raiders. So that'd mean week 17. Who we got 17? Dolphins at home. So we got, so we got Dolphins and Bills. Bills. So that Dolphins game is still going to matter to us regardless if we split these next two. So that's a very tough schedule. So, I mean, I think it's at Vegas too. Yeah, we go at Cardinals at Vegas, home for the Bengals, home for the Dolphins. I think we'll be 8-7 and seven going into the... Dolphins came. I think we lose to the Bengals, beat the Raiders, beat the Cardinals. Obviously, that's not my solidified pick. We'll see how the next two weeks go. But as of right now, that would be it. So we'd be eight and seven. We both would have the Dolphins at least eight and five, like at least at five losses because we have them losing this week. And then they play the Bills and then they play the Packers before us. So they could be at six losses even. Yeah. This, I'm just. I really, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of all the talent the Raiders have, but I truly, I think we're, like I said, I think we're going to win Monday against the Cards. I originally would have said we win against the Raiders, but I'm scared to death of that game. I think that's going to be a great game, and I think Patricia could fuck it up. So I could see us winning Monday, losing our next two, and then, going to, and then going to win. Oh, shit. Now we'd have to win. The Wait, bang- right? No, yeah. losing our next two and then going to win against the Dolphins and then having to play. So that's eight and that's eight and eight going into the Buffalo game. And I could see nine and eight being enough, and then we'd have the time. Oh, man, see, it's, that was, it's I had them at eight and nine, or I had them at nine and eight, missing the playoffs on tiebreakers. That's what I, I had. I think that's exactly what I had. I was gonna say we had a pretty much the same record. I had them nine and eight. I had the Dolphins nine and eight. I had the Broncos, which is not happening, nine and eight. 
and I thought that they were going to lose on tiebreakers. They possibly that could possibly happen nine and eight. I think the Dolphins will get to ten wins. It'll be it's hard for me to see them go one and four down this stretch. It's going to be weird. I wonder. If, I mean, I part of me wonders what if they said. Let's keep it. Cons- I could never see Belichick doing that, but I wonder if they were like, let's keep it conservative for this Bills game and then see what we got these last four or five or five, six weeks. I don't know. I have no idea. But I have this just shitty feeling because, I mean, you can throw on the Vikings defense and they, yeah. which they allow to do. So I could see them letting Max spread the ball all around Monday and then who the hell knows the next week? I'm just. I want this Raiders game over with because I'm already upset at it, as you can tell. I'm just already, I can just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's and it's funny because I was like, yeah, Patricia deserves praise, but, uh, and he's only really had a few bad games. Like, he hasn't been terrible this whole year, but. No, he hasn't been terrible. It's just, it's not gonna, it's something that's can't, it's not gonna happen for you. He's not an offensive coordinator. So it's, cool it's like a one-year trial run see what you can do but he's not a guy who can just be an offensive coordinator for you we just need to get one next year i I mean we say that but he had 400 yards in a game where you had bailey zappy in there that's that's the thing like his highs this year have been really good like he had moments early this season where you're like bill belichick would keep him too that's the thing he's gonna be here i think I think if anyone's going to fire him, it's got to be Kraft. And we'll see. There's going to be a lot going on this offseason. Uh, a lot going on this offseason. So we we will see. And we still got a lot of season left. Too much season left. But I just I just really wish they would have played that Bills game with some urgency. Yeah, that I'll say that one was a game that... If they look better in that game, I feel better about their chances. Because they're obviously they're right on the outside. I think the Jets will fall. I think the Jets possibly could fall out. Because it's gonna really be between the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Chargers, depending on how as I say, and depending on how the Raiders come in. And honestly, you can't fully count out the Browns if Deshaun becomes a human. Like I mean, I obviously he he's coming back from. And he, they have a semi-tough next two games in the Ravens and Bengals. But say they split that, they get to 6-8. and eight. They play the Saints, that's a winnable game. The Commanders is an interesting game. And then they play the Steelers. So they could go 9-8. and eight, Especially if Deshaun gets his legs under him. And that that could and if 9-8 and eight could make the playoffs, they're, in, they're interesting. Especially when you have a player like Miles Garrett on the defensive end. He can wreck games. So they're not out of it, and they could be interesting when if Deshaun can obviously find a rhythm in the next five games. Thing with the Browns is they have absolutely, positively no run defense at all. They can't stop the run a single bit. So that's my thing with them. And then it's asking a lot of Deshaun Watson to. Oh, uh, 100%. I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't bet it at all. I'm just saying they're a team that you can't fully count out. Like, I don't think the Jags have any chance. Like, I don't think the Colts have any chance. Um, the Broncos obviously have zero chance. Um, the Raiders, see, the Raiders are interesting to me for five and seven. The Browns are interesting for me in five and seven. I understand how great Mike Tomlin is, but they just don't have enough, with, especially with a rookie quarterback. 
I, they're pretty much out for me too. But the Browns, even if they even if they win as going at six and seven, they win at the Ravens six and seven here. Yeah, let me look. Uh, actually, because the Browns they beat, are they Browns beat. are losing. Browns are losing this. I mean, we can say the Browns are probably losing this I, game. Nah. If they beat the Ravens, then they play the Panthers. They could get to seven seven. That Raiders game becomes real interesting. Because then they get the Raiders, the Ravens, the Browns. They could get the nine. Oh, my God. Maybe. maybe. I mean, and Tomlin doesn't really know what it's like to be below 500. So. <laughs> he has no idea what it's like. <laughs> he really doesn't. So, man. Yes. See, that's what the, the AFC is interesting, especially if the AFC East can beat up on each other because they play a lot the last few weeks. If you can get, if you can make it so one of those teams is only at nine and eight, or like only one of those teams gets to 10, and probably the Dolphins would be it because they're so close to it. Keep the Jets below, keep the Patriots below. A lot of teams could be nine and eight and roughly trying to fight for that last playoff spot. So it's, it is interesting. I mean, as I mentioned on here, I root for constant chaos. I think we're going to be going into the Christmas Eve games. With <laughs> it's gonna be wild. a lot of questions, we're just gonna be like, "What the hell?" And then we're co- gonna be coming out of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with like, "What the hell?" Rick, I think we'll it'll look a lot different than what it looks like currently. Uh, I was rooting heavy for the Saints for a variety of reasons uh, this past Monday. One I'm not gonna get into yet, but I was rooting against Tom and the Bucks, more, but mainly really for the chaos. I wanted to see what this division looks like with the Saints in it. With you know the Bucks, like I said, I don't think the Bucks are the greatest. So you got the Bucks kind of just hanging on. Falcons are in every game. Saints are you know they've been up and down, and then the Panthers low key are still not all the way out of that division somehow, some fucking hell. So I was rooting for them for the chaos, but has not happened or did not happen. This yeah, week. no, but uh, yeah. Look, I mean, next week we're gonna be. Talking more and more and more NBA the closer we get to Christmas and the closer we get to January. Yeah, uh, I have a lot of NBA thoughts right now. That's what I'm. I know I have some NBA thoughts. It's been a fun season. It's been uh, a super fun season. And talk about congested. Boston's out of it. Milwaukee's kind of out of it. Phoenix is out of it. Other than those three teams, everybody is close. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Davis decided to play like prime Barkley for this last car or like like Anthony Davis can, but like he's gone back to prime Barkley in 93. Like, I don't know what's up with him, but he is playing out of his mind. Like he should have, like he should be because he is this good of a player. <laughs> like this is yeah. what he does. Play it. Yeah. Like you said, he's playing like prime Prime AD. Yeah, he's playing like he's, he's playing. about twenty-seven and twelve on the season. Like that's what we expected. Um, Giannis, like he's kind of doing what Giannis has been doing for the last few years, and this is what we expected. It like when you looked at Giannis and AD a few years back, you looked, you're like, okay, you would lean AD over Giannis just because of the fact that he has a little bit better handle. He has a little better. He has a better jumper. Still as impactful on the defensive end and as impactful on the offensive end just in different ways. So you would have leaned AD a few years ago, and then now it's not a question. It's Giannis. 
it's just weird how a few years changes everything, but man, I'm glad he's getting back to this because PKD is a scary, scary individual. For sure. I mean, you know, that's, that's why he was the number one pick was this, this potential right here. I don't know if I would have leaned AD over Giannis a few years ago, but I mean, you definitely would have at least had AD in the conversation with all those young guys on the way up. Right, like I would say right there. I'm, see, I'm just, I'm trying to think of like the conversation right before Giannis's like first MVP season, like right when he was starting to become Giannis. It was, I mean, you, it, you're right. You possibly could have, you possibly could have leaned Giannis, but it was a conversation at least. You wouldn't, least, and you yeah. wouldn't hate on people for being like, oh, I think Anthony Davis just has a little bit more versatility in his game. Would go with him. You wouldn't look at him crazy. Last year, if you said that, you would be like, are you sure? Like, what are you doing? Like, clearly, it's Giannis. It's not close. But he's getting back to that. He's trying to make it a conversation. <laughs> hey, he's trying. While and Giannis then, uh, is putting up thirty-two and eleven quietly because he does. No one talks about it because they don't have to. <laughs> we just expect it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then before we go here, shout out to SZA. She's dropping tomorrow at midnight. Finally, it's finally here. 23 tracks of SZA. I, I know. That threw me off. And there's no Kendrick feature. I hope there's a Kendrick uh, appearance. There's no Kendrick I'm sure feature. He'll be, I'm sure he'll be talking on some songs. I mean, I don't know. Is he officially off the label now that after he released that I album? Th- I, I, was, I think he's now on his own. Like, he's got his own label now. So I don't know about time though. About time. It's been too long. It's but. longer than Kendrick. Yeah. Because she came out in June of 2017. Like Kendrick came out in April. Then Kendrick put out a project in May, and she's now waiting until December. <laughs> it's been just as long. You've heard of from her a little bit because you've heard her on like different songs with um, DJ Khaled, one with Doja Cat. She's had a few singles come out. So she wasn't like, go- she wasn't a complete ghost like Kendrick was. But man, it's been a while since we've heard a lot of new music from SZA and she's giving us 23. Normally when I see a 23 song project, I'm like, it's much, it's a little much. But because it's been five years, I'm actually excited for it. I'm glad you're giving us a lot of music. 23 R&B tracks. Yeah, looking like a Chris Brown album, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I can't wait. I don't. I mean, we'll talk more about it once it drops. But I think she's a one of one in the R and B in the R and B game. She's got. She's the definition of dope to me. She's just got her own sound, her own, her own everything, her own style. So yeah, I'm. It's scissor hive over. Scissor hive over here. So. Yeah, no, she is alive. Uh, no, she's um, she's absolutely amazing. Um, I liked Z that uh, I was gonna say her um, mixtape Z. I like that, and then she won me over completely with Control. So I'm high hopes. I don't know how this misses in any way. Like I just like with because I hate you. Good days and shirt are already on this, and those are three songs that I really like. I hate you was on my. Uh, 2021 top 10 tracks last year so obviously it shows how much i like that track sure Wait, she I like. put on she put on all the songs she likes been dropping yeah throughout the year. those are like it's like 19 20 and 21 or something like that it's like there's three of the last songs i kind of hate when they 
throw those on for streaming purposes, but you yeah, know. I was gonna say it doesn't say it helps do numbers, and obviously, their songs, yeah, I was gonna say they re download them, you re bring those songs back up, so it makes sense of why you do it as an artist, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, so yes, there's a drop in other new music dropping this week. Uh, World Cup again picks back up Friday. Round of uh, it'll be the quarterfinals. World Cup's been great so far. World Cup has uh, been great. Uh, big weekend also in the battle rap community too. They have a uh, event, all women's vo- uh, event on Friday. Saturday's got a big event. Sunday's got a big event. All names on all weekends. So I'm excited for that too. Awesome. Then we got UFC 282 Saturday night, which is kind of a lackluster card for a championship card, but all around they're actually great fights. So, I mean, lackluster in name, not in fights, I should yeah. say. But, uh, yeah, UFC 282, then, of course, week 14, Sunday, and then, you know, the NBA is going to keep being the NBA. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we get a trade here in the next few weeks with somebody, anybody, but it's around that time where the first real trade starts to happen. Some, say some, some domino is going to fall. Um, it's going to be interesting to see which teams pick from the low teams. Like, I think like Bogdanovich could move from the Pistons just because they're not good and he could be a piece to help a team. So like people like that definitely could be on the move here rather soon to, for some of these higher up teams, we'll see who they, who are, who they are and what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keenan, I'm going to get out of here and get some rest. Great talking to you been a couple weeks yeah, so I definitely back uh we'll be talking again next week reviewing probably the sis album on top of the week 14 games and uh and who knows what else we'll talk about but rest Keenan, up. i absolutely will i'll talk to you later i'll definitely be talking to you this weekend have a good one you too